Blog Talk Radio. Of the pajama party, one of your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Happy Friday. Oh, we made it through another week. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, we did. Oh, How's man. everybody doing? Stretching mentally, stretching oh, mentally. Fantastic. <laughs> okay. Stretching my brain. All right. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to ask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm. So what's on the docket, Papa? Oh, man. I don't know. On the docket. What you got for us tonight? You know, um, I don't know if we'll... Uh, I'm just uh, what I what I wanted to talk about or discuss was um, how, how do you feel about the recent crimes that are going on today? I mean, are you you know the gun violence? You know? Yeah. I mean, where, where, what do you think is what do you think is bringing all that? Uh, I'm gonna go to cattle first. That's a $64,000 question. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if kids are angry um, at what. It's like, you know, we can't keep blaming things on the pandemic. Um, We're getting through it. We're doing the necessary things we're supposed to do, most of us. Um, Maybe they're not getting enough attention. But my biggest concern is where are they getting these guns? And they're not little pistols. They're, you know, the the big guns, um, guns that the cops don't even have. And because uh, there was just a shoot shootout in um, Houston, Texas, uh, one in New York. There's been plenty here in the um, DMV area. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm 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 kind of confused right now. I'm not sure. That's just my take on it. Hmm. But uh, they do need some help. You know, we need National Guard or somebody. We need some help. That's the bottom line. We need some help. I don't even know if the National Guard could help. Seems like when when groups like that get involved, it just seems to escalate the situation. At least when they got involved with the protest. But all of these guns on the street are just really out of control. You know, and all the cities, well, I won't say all, but many cities are dealing with it. And a lot of the police chiefs are saying, we just don't know what else to do. 
but they're saying it's got to stop, but they don't know how they're going to go about stopping it. I remember when they used to do those, uh, what do you call it, when they, uh, gosh, I can't think of the word, when they tell you if you turn in your illegal guns, you won't get in trouble. Uh, yeah, amnesty. Amnesty, that's it. Amnesty. Right. When, they have mm-hmm. those, when they have those amnesty programs, um, they got a lot of guns off the street, but unfortunately, they keep coming in. And now you've got these 3D printers where people are literally printing guns. Mm. You know, it's like even if you can get the illegal ones off the street, you can't stop people from printing them on a 3D printer. I don't I don't know what we're going to do, but I know it's just too many shootings. Every day you watch the news and I feel like it's become the death report. They say, mm-hmm. here's the weather and here's who got killed today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. What you say about it, Papa Diddy? It's just, it's out of control in every way. And, and you know what, though, it's not, when I guess I should say just the gun violence period because it really has uh, there's no particular meaning behind it there's no particular steady thing you know there's all kind of situations that's involving police and just random stuff and out the ordinary stuff and stuff just happening and it's just you know I don't know everybody is uh, quick on the draw in a lot of ways you know and then it's not so much too with the guns, but even as everybody knows the drive, even when it comes to driving, mm-hmm. you know, people people behind you are quick on the draw. I mean, I was literally today um, letting somebody turn in front of me that was coming from another direction when I'm sitting at the corner to go, and I was going behind them. They were in front turning in front of me, and I was going to follow them as they went in front of me. But while I'm waiting for this person, the person behind me had a bigger vehicle, so they saw the vehicle going in front of me that I let go in front of me. And they're blowing like crazy for me to move. And there's a vehicle moving Mm -hmm. right in front of me. Yeah. And I'm saying to myself, you got to be kidding me. Mm -hmm. You don't see this big-ass vehicle in front of me that I let go in front of me, and you're just behind me blowing like a maniac. I just think that the preoccupation with that, and like like you said, uh, Kettle, the uh, people, the kids, the, the young people are just, I don't know, they're preoccupied with something. Something, I don't know whether it's the drugs they're using or something, but something's got people on a whole nother cloud, man. Whole nother cloud. There's a whole nother thing going on. There's a whole nother thing going on. And, uh, you know, but uh, mm-hmm. it's deep. I mean, the one thing everybody says to everybody is be careful. All right, take care, mm-hmm. be safe. That's the biggest thing mm-hmm. you say to friends and family when they going out the door. Because they know that uh, whew, it's rough out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway. Yep. Yeah, right. I don't know what to say. It's a mess, yeah. I tell you. Yeah, it's, it's a right. hot mess. Yeah, you're right. 
Mm-hmm. All right, Carol. Yeah. You ready for the rundown? Yeah, yeah. Just, just trying to breathe. Exhale for a minute. <laughs> yeah. I know. Trying All these shootings are ridiculous. Yeah, and, and it's just senseless. Um, when the Houston <coughs> uh, cop, uh, the chief, when he started cussing, I said, it's serious. He said, I'm tired of this damn shit. <laughs> In so many words. He just said, I'm tired of it. Tired. So, yeah. You know, what are we going to do? Yep. So, okay. All right. Let's get into these hot topics. Hot topics. Uh, January 6th committee. Subpoenas individuals tied to take elector push. Also, Biden commits to nominating nation's first black female Supreme Court justice. Hello, outside. And uh, uh, Pittsburgh Bridge collapses ahead of Biden's visit. Also, a hit and acquitted headline um, White Florida Republican who lost election won't concede. Also, Troy Aiken says NFC championship game could be his last with Fox. Also, United Airlines launches Pilot Academy. Um, a black man was misidentified, arrested, and held for six days. Uh, doesn't sound like anything new. Um, Florida officials use dating apps to arrest drug dealers. And family of Laquan McDonald demand for federal charges against former Chicago officer. Also, our cocktail of the week is the Butterfinger Cocktail. Looks pretty good. What's popping with Papa Didi? Uh, we're going to lighten it up with the weird news. A puffer fish rushed to dentist to have its teeth sawed in half. Okay. Yeah, I had to get out, give that one to me, of course. Man, also, man balances 85 spoons um, on body for Guinness's world record. And world's biggest sperm donor has 129 children. Okay. I'm just saying with red wine, give woke a rest. Living for the city with Papa Didi, my Hollywood wrap-up. I got quite a bit tonight. The kiss it list and the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with the hot topics. So I was looking over the Cocktail of the Week archives, and we've had so many really great drinks over the past year and a half. We've had our original signature drink called the Pajama Party and a Game Changer, and of course we have the last word. I like the Revolution. It was Hennessy, lemon and lime juice, agave juice, and bitters with jalapeno slices. Woo-wee! I like that Crown Royal Flush with the Crown Royal Peach Nazi Cranberry Juice. Oh, yeah. And one of my favorites huh, was the... Uh, Wait a minute, what's it called? The Dutch Mule, yeah, the Dutch Mule with the kettle, orange vodka, lime juice, and ginger beer. There are so many to choose from on the abajamaparty.com website. So check out the cocktail of the week archives to get the recipes. And you can find out how to make the cocktail of the week and sip along with us. Are there instructions there too? Sure they are. Along with pictures of the drink so you can know exactly what it's supposed to look like. So what's that y'all got in your glass?
All right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. One of yours, Papa DJ, here with Kettle. Hello. Good morning. Bonsoir, darling. All okay. right, it's time for the hot topics. Woo! Let's go, let's go. <laughs> All right. Well, let's jump right into it then. Um, All right. January yeah, 6th. All right. January 6th, Select Committee has issued subpoenas for 14 Republicans from seven states. Oh, they're going in hard. Who served on a bogus slate of Trump electors in 2020 as part of the Trump campaign scheme to subvert the Electoral College. Really? Okay. The GOP leaders from the state served as the quote-unquote chair and secretary on the slate of fake electors designed to be alternates should Republicans succeed in denying the certification of the actual electoral votes. Wow. Hmm. The scheme didn't work, and then Vice President Mike Pence certified the election results on January 6th when the congressional session reconvened after being interrupted by the, you know, the mob um, of pro-Trump voters. So the select committees is seeking information about attempts to multiply uh, states to overturn the results of the 2020 election, including the planning and coordination of efforts to send false slates um, of electors to the National Archives and Democratic Republican uh, Benny Thompson who chairs the committee. So uh-huh. these suckers, they, they were trying it. So January 6th, this shows that January 6th had something to do with a lot of stuff that was going on. So mm-hmm. y'all need to bring Trump down. That's what I say. So just, I don't know. This, this is some BS here. <laughs> yeah, um, they were definitely trying. They were trying to set mm-hmm. that thing up with this fake um, group of electors on that slate that they were planning to present to say, well, this is what it really was as the alternate mm-hmm. slate. And they expected uh, Mike Pence to co-sign that stuff. But Mike Pence mm-hmm. was like, uh, nah, <laughs> nah. Right. And I think, and I think that's why I wanted to get away from Trump, too. <laughs> he was like, yeah, nah, I, I ain't doing but I think that's why Donald Trump, he was, um, you know, he was being shitty at Pence after a while because he, he wouldn't go along with what he wanted him to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, I hope they get those folks. You know, they're subpoenaing people, trying to get all the details. I guess yeah, they're going to try think... to get you the truth. This um, lady, Nancy... Cotel, that name sounds familiar. Nancy Cotel, Lorraine um, Pellegrino, um, David Schaefer, Sean, Georgia, Kathy uh, Burden. All these people. <laughs> get them, get them, get them. <laughs> yeah, they boldly put their name on stuff, too. I mean, nice and big <laughs> and beautiful. It was all fake shit. That's some sad going. shit. That is very sad. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, when you think yep. you're the smartest person in the world, I mean, you know, Trump knows he's working with 75 million idiots, but then he thinks that 75 <laughs> million that didn't vote for him 
He, he knows oh. he knows everybody under his spell is an idiot. He knows that. But then he thinks the other seventy five million that didn't vote for him are stupid too. So he's the smartest one in the room. You know what I mean? He's, he's got yeah. all brains. His father is an idiot. The people who don't like him as idiots. And he's the smartest one in the room. So mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's like the Emperor's new clothes, wow. walking around butt ass naked thinking he got on the king's outfit. And those idiots won't dare tell them, uh, excuse me, sir, but you're walking around naked. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, that's a nice suit. Oh, you looking but I good. Think too, I think, too, that he promising, he's promising them different things. You know, once I become president, well, then, yada, yada, you know, they, they he's promising them. Plus, there's a lot <laughs> of money to be handed. There's a lot of money to be handed out. I mean, you know, the one sure. thing that people with money... One thing that people have money have done for years is always use it as a as leverage, you know. Mm-hmm. And now with these with that poor white trash he's dealing with, it don't it don't take much to satisfy that poor white trash. I these see. jokers got yeah. they got sofa they got sofas on the porch. I mean, mm. you ever ride through West Virginia and see the sofas on the porch? I mean, it's crazy. Oh wait a minute! Mm. Don't talk about West Virginia now. I know that's your people. Uh-uh, no, no, uh-uh. don't do no, that. Don't even try it. That governor in West Virginia, that, yeah, no, she's in Tennessee, isn't she? Who? Dolly Parton, she mentioned. Uh, The governor in West Virginia was at a press conference uh, talking about he's tired of people talking bad about West Virginia. He had his Mm -hmm. dog with him. He picked up the dog and turned the dog's butt to the crowd and said, kiss her, Heine. I was Mm -hmm. like, wow, Mm -hmm. really? That's what she doing? I tell you, people. I don't know. I just think nowadays a lot of, a lot of people are showing their true their true colors. You know, what I mean, it's always mm-hmm. been. You notice for years, you know, white folks have always said how horrible black people were. You know, and we just sat back and said, "Well, you're talking about me. I ain't even say shit. I haven't <laughs> opened up my mouth. I ain't even. I ain't even came out of the house. Yeah. And you telling me I'm a thief and I'm a crook and I'm a you know, a, a you know, a shoplifter, everything other type. But nowadays, man, white folks are just showing their ass in every single way that you can show your ass. And you can just, thank your boy Trump for that. Well, he gave him the you know he gave him the green light. He opened up the oh. pearly gates. They and, they uh, were doing it kind of on the low before. Yeah, but everybody. I'm gonna come out on Main Street. Well, when you come out on Main Street with with being ignorant, it's not. It ain't working, and everything they're doing is not working because they're just too stupid to follow through on something that's smart and real. And you know, it's like the, you know, yeah. police. I understand. Oh well. All right. Was did you have anything else on that one, Kettle? No, I didn't. That was it. Okay. Well, I want to talk about this uh, Biden committing to nominate the nation's first black female Supreme Court justice mm. and how these certain folks well, are out lot. here pissed off, losing their mind, and oh, yeah. straight tripping. They're pissed off. When he said tripping. that, now, yeah. They are tripping. But you know what, though, so sad is that they're really, we're not really gaining anything. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because, we collectively are not really yeah, gaining. Not gaining anything because the person who's resigning was put in office by Bill Clinton. 
so it was a Democrat appointee that's retiring. Mm -hmm. So the person that's being replaced is only being replaced by another Democrat. So it's not like a now if a Republican, somebody like Clarence Thomas was leaving. You know what I mean? We should be so fortunate. Yeah, tell me about it. Well, let me tell you what what we said, what what's happening now. Yeah. So we've got uh, Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer, who is has announced his retirement, as Papa Didi was just talking about. And President Biden said, the person that I will nominate will be someone with extraordinary qualifications, character, experience, and integrity. And that person will be the first black woman ever nominated to the United States Supreme Court. Biden said it's long overdue. In my view, I made the commitment during the campaign for president, and I will keep that commitment. Right. And, and that's he, what the president said. And he also said she would either have an afro or dread. Oh, my gosh. And he I was like, my man. <laughs> so uh, uh, Breyer's departure from the court gives the president his very first opportunity to select a Supreme Court justice. Uh, you know, which, of course, it can have a way of shaping the way things go for Biden's presidency. But keep in mind that the people that are on the, uh, I guess, less conservative side of the Supreme Court are outnumbered by the other folks. So even if the people that would be, um, what, what would we call, I don't know, they're not the conservatives. What are they called, the you mean the liberal group? Liberal, thank you. I couldn't think of the word. The the liberals that are or the people labeled as liberals on the Supreme Court, I think it's what, three or four of them. So they're outnumbered by the so called conservatives. But, you know, at least uh if nothing else, there will be a black woman finally well, but, on the Supreme Court. But you Supreme know what, Court. so but see on the other hand on that, but go ahead, when you finish the story we'll Oh, okay. Well, no, he just, uh, Biden went on to talk about how the whole search is going to be taken up with, uh, like, a, a committee of people that he will consult to get feedback. I mean, ultimately, it's his decision, but, um, you know, he's going to work with a central group of internal and external advisors, as well as Vice President uh, Kamala Harris, to come up with a finalized choice. For the nominee And of course you know Kamala Harris Was the former attorney general uh, For California So And a former member of the Senate Judiciary Committee So she has some experience In this area So we'll see how this all goes But uh, He's supposed to be uh, Selecting someone by, by or before The end of February So we shall see how this all goes down. But it's funny how if you listen to any of the uh, conservative media, I guess, or whatever those folks are called, I call them the crazy folks, they are losing their mind over this. There are people saying that this is all being, uh, this is all a political uh, exercise. And it, it, who uh, I can't think of the... Uh, the man's name, a Georgetown professor who was in the news just today because now his job is in jeopardy because he tweeted something saying something to the effect of the person should be less black. 
Lefty yeah. Black, something along that line. His name line. was Shapiro. That's him, Shapiro. Yeah, he's talking right. about oh, this person should be less than black or less black, something like that. Well, you know, well, go ahead. when you no, I'm done. All right. The one thing I want to say too is, well, what we learned through the years that everything is black ain't black either. So I don't want I don't want him to just go on a color chip, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. we really got some Uncle Tom niggas out there. Clarence Thomas. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and and I've found in my experience in the job market. Black women in the job market, they could be some big old assholes, too. No disrespect to the black women, but they could be some big assholes, too. Did I say that twice? Yeah, I did. Just as black men. Anyway, well, no, I yeah. didn't say that as a... Wait, hold up. Wait yeah, a minute. Wait a minute. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We we talking about black women here. Okay. Can we Come just on. get that out there? All right, okay, well, we not. You got two of them on the line. Yeah, but we not. This is not a competition right now. We're talking about the subject Mm -hmm. matter, which is black women. Now, I have seen in the job market black female bosses that I come in there, and they don't even say hello to me, but they cheesing like a motherfucker to white folks, and I'm saying to myself, wait a minute. What what the hell did I? I was only trying to say hello to your superintendent ass. I don't give a shit what you got going on. You're on the fifth floor. I'm on the. I'm in the basement in the mailroom. Okay, so we're not even transpiring. I don't even park in the same area you park in. So we don't even breathe the same air in that corporate office. You know, but but I'm just. I, I don't want to run on that. But let me say this here. The person that he had as a front runner was a person from Harvard. Okay. Now the other person that they pick that was L.A. situation, she was, I think, Yale, if I'm not mistaken. Now, the congressman out of South Carolina, yeah. he wants a young lady who graduated from a, a South Carolina law school. He said, this of is a, he does. This is a written out enough women and hold up. But, you know, she's, a, she, she's more, you know, common folk, mm-hmm. okay, who may go in there and show her Erica Badu blackness, Okay. Because we sure don't want no bougie-ass black person to go in there and act like they're trying to side with whatever the way the wind blows or want to stay on the right side of white. I mean, you know how black people could be when they get uppity, okay? Let's not go there. And let's let's take the female label off of it and just say uppity niggas, okay? We know how uppity black folk can be. But that's what we don't want is the uppity niggas, okay? We don't. Biden, I appreciate it. I appreciate it, appreciate it, appreciate it, but please don't put no bougie-ass nigga in there that ain't going to be worth a damn and just padding her own pocket, got a job for life, and ain't worth jack shit. Come on, shake that. I'm saying not another Clarence I'm just saying shake that ass down. Shake it down. Patter. Patter in the goddamn coochie if you need to. Oh, Anyway. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I'm done. All right. Well, uh, what was your hot topic for tonight? Uh, my hot topic is Pittsburgh Bridges, man. I tell you what, you know, it's so, so contradictive now. Let, let, let me let me leave this story off here, saying that the Pittsburgh Fire Bureau chief guy named Daryl Jones, he told CNN that the bridge collapsing the day Friday morning was a big surprise. That took us by surprise. Now, I saw a lady on the news today saying, I jog underneath that bridge all the time, and it was rusty as hell. So what What the hell is this fire chief? Is he fucking blind? 
Mm. Cripple and crazy? Or what the hell was his problem? Are you not seeing the same stuff that regular citizens are seeing? And he says that we do not have, we don't have people to just go out and inspect bridges, as you know. Pittsburgh is the city of bridges. That's what they're known for. We have a lot of them, and they're they're, they're, they're routinely inspected. I mean, Jones is blowing smoke up everybody's ass, okay? Mm. He said that uh, this one caught everyone by surprise this morning. Okay, you got a bridge that collapsed with a bus going across it, all kinds of shit going on. And all you have to say as the fire bureau chief is this caught us by surprise and we didn't expect this? I don't know why he didn't. Are you serious? And the rating, they just inspected it September 2021, Mm -hmm. and they said it was poor. But yet he didn't expect that there would be a problem. Yeah, yeah, well, like I said, put on the kissing list because he's... Okay, okay. He, he's jerking. I got him. Anyway, 10 people were injured. Thank God nobody died with this. Okay, with uh, three being transferred to the hospital after the bridge collapsed just hour be- hours before President Biden was uh, due to come there. And uh, he expected to visit the city for other other different reasons, but uh, he wanted to see what was going to be done with the infrastructure because, as you know, like they say, Pittsburgh is a city of bridges. And the one downfall with Pittsburgh is that Pittsburgh is surrounded by you know, rivers, you know. Mm-hmm. In fact, there used to be a stadium there called Three Rivers Stadium at one time. Right. And and rivers and stuff bring uh, corrosion, dampness, you know, morning fog, all kind of stuff that, mostly corrosion. Mm-hmm. Corrosion is a big factor. So uh, Biden was there to do some other stuff he was going to do, some kind of economical manufacture, comprehensive, uh, broad infrastructure fractures and some kind of chain bottleneck crap he was there for. But uh, when he got there and saw the bridge collapse, he started talking about infrastructure. Mm-hmm. So, but, but the one thing is, thank goodness nobody was, was killed today, scared the hell out of people. The people got to, to get the people that was down below, they got a chain of people that linked together. Yeah, that was crazy. Hand by hand to go down to get yeah, the people. a human chain. A human chain of people to get people that was trapped below. They just linked everybody together and just handed everybody off to other people. Unbelievable level of... uh, Yeah, that was like a Hollywood rescue. Yeah. But that just goes to show, the moral of this story is the fact that uh, people in Congress is talking all this stuff that's got to do with uh, uh, QAnon and all this other jazz. People better get serious about this world because... uh, you know what I mean? A bridge, a bridge near you could collapse and wake your ass up. Yeah, we've had some collapse in D.C. Mm-hmm. Especially all these congressmen and Republican people who live here in the, in, in the D.M.V. You better go down here and check out that Woodrow Wilson. Mm. I know a lot of y'all go across that. Anyway. All right. Well, we're gonna take a quick break before we go into the hit it and quit it headlines. We got some good ones for you tonight. So, we'll be right back on the other side of the break on the Pajama Party Show. Hey, this is Kettle with the Yellow Top. I'm waiting to hear from you tonight. I'm at the Pajama Party Live. So, you can reach us at 914-803-4306. Or you can check us out on apajamaparty.com. I've got my opinions, but I want to hear yours. Papa Didi and Red Wine are trying to beat me down, so I need you to call back and back me up. I know you're out there. I can hear you breathing. So call me now, 914-803-4306. I'm right here on WBJP, Blog Talk Radio. 
waiting to hear from you. Uh, here to come. I, I, I gotta go. I gotta go. All right, welcome back to John Party One Hills, Papa D. Here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right, it's time for the hit it and quit it headlines, and I'm gonna hit one first. Let's see. I've got. Oh, and this is a. Is this the one? Yeah. This one. This this is a crazy one. Um. This is about, uh, let's see, nearly two weeks ago, Republican Jason Mariner lost Florida's 20th District Special Election House race to Sheila Strafillis McCormick in a 79% to 20% landslide. However, this guy Mariner has refused to concede to McCormick, who's the first black woman to represent the predominantly Democratic district. Now, a few hours before the polls closed, when the election was held on January 11th, Mariner had already filed a lawsuit claiming that there were issues with the ballots in Palm Beach and Broward counties. He said, and we'll have some stuff coming out that we've recently discovered, but Ms. McCormick said she's not letting Mariner's stubborn response to his loss halt her forward movement. And when she made her acceptance speech, she was citing how her uh, upbringing by immigrant parents and past struggles as a single mother helped her, you know, to move forward and to be where she is now. And she went on to talk about how nobody thought a little girl like her growing up in the district where she grew up, raised, uh, who was raising a daughter all by herself, would ever be there. So, you know, the, uh, the daughter of immigrants watched her parents night and day as taxi drivers and a maid, et cetera, but we still made it. So during her accepted uh, speech, she mentioned about, you know, like I said, her being a single mother and struggles, et cetera. Um, But then uh, she mentioned about how this kind of behavior that he's displaying now, this Republican Jason Mariner, who's going on the kiss it list, This is the same type of behavior modeled by your boy, 45, during his loss to Joe Biden. Even though the Electoral College numbers were 306 to 233 in uh, Biden's victory over Trump, Trump still has refused to concede. He's still running around giving speeches, telling people how he actually won, the whole thing was rigged, the election was stolen, He's still beating that same drum. And I guess this this Florida Republican has just picked that same tune up, and he's singing that same tune. Now, he lost, like I said, 79% to 20%. It wasn't even close. She got 79% of the vote. He got 20%. And he's talking about, well, no, uh, he already had filed a a suit uh, a few hours before the polls even closed. You know, when they start looking at what the numbers are looking like coming in, he already had his lawsuit going in to talk about, oh, no, there was some funny business in these two districts or counties or something. I'm like, dude, you lost. So fortunately, she doesn't need his permission to go on about her work in the house there in Florida. But what an idiot. 
<laughs> like if you lost, you lost. But he, like I said, he's doing the same dumb stuff that Trump did, following his lead. So, all right, I hit it, and I'm going to quit it, but I'm putting him on the kiss it list, big dummy. Yeah, you know, that's becoming very prevalent nowadays. And I think it's going to be it's going to be a lot of trouble going forward because it seems like people throw arrogance out, you know, as a as a ploy, and act like when you throw arrogance out like that, you're acting like the person you're competing with is just straight weak, mm-hmm. and you're just going to dominate anything they stand for. And you know, like I said, people that come up with a level of decency, you know, they don't really want to battle. Yeah. But it's getting to the point now where, the like I have said spoken. before. They don't want you. Go home. Go somewhere. You got to meet them in the middle anymore. You really do. You got to. I mean, a lot of people, like I say, that, that they they have a lot of good morals. You know, the grandmama's morals and mama's morals and, you know, all, all the, the morals they've been raised with. And the people that are coming in hard, you know, they're supposed to be. How, how do people have the conservative tag? When they're brutal as a, a rock wilder, how the hell do you call yourself a conservative when you're you're a pit bull? What the hell is that about? And 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 like I said, when it comes to black folks, they don't want to concede to them. And this person won big time. Big time. And and it's like, or as Trump would say, bigly. Well, <laughs> at that <laughs> point, you got to look at them and see that they have nothing else to stand on. And I tell you, that's why voting is so important because all you need to get in to win a seat or win the presidency is an election. Mm-hmm. You don't need an interview. You ain't got to you ain't got to put a suit and tie on and, and sit in somebody's office in an interview. It's just a vote. And if the numbers go your way, you get the job. It's just that simple. That's why they take Bing, a bada, boom. Wow. Anyway. Over to you, Papa Didi. Uh, what do we got? Uh, uh, got Troy Aikman. Oh, uh, there's trouble in paradise. Troy Aikman is a commentator. He has the analyst side of uh, when it comes to Fox Sports, when it comes to football games. If you notice in sports, you got two people announcing the games. One person, the analyst, who's usually an ex-football player, a person that's football knowledgeable that does the analyze, and the other one's the play-by-play guy. He's usually up there with uh, Joe Buck. But uh, Troy Aikman is saying that this could be his last year with Fox. Hmm. Okay, so... I don't know what the problem is with Trouble is in Paradise because he's announcing games, but then you got um, Strahan and uh, a lot of uh, all uh, the people during the regular day show, you know, um, your boy quarterback from the Steelers, uh, that old geezer. No, Terry Bradshaw. Terry Bradshaw and the other guy and the other guy and all kind of other people. So I don't know if he's getting by. Maybe CBS is making him a better offer. Maybe he's gonna go there with uh, Tony Romo and yeah, that's the one I know, was trying to think of. You could be going. You, you never know. But anyway, Fox broadcaster Troy Eggman, who's a Hall of Famer, played for Dallas Cowboys. He won three Super Bowls. He's been uh, contemplating offers to uh, to uh, leave uh, Fox, and he's thinking about moving to Amazon Prime or potentially combining his two jobs in Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, he's He's got a lot going on. You know, the, his controversies are happening now. He said that I'm uh, really being honest as I could be about it. I really don't know uh, what I'm going to look like when uh, the season's over. And uh, he says working with Fox and Amazon, whether it's working with Fox or whether or not Fox will let me go and i got to work only with that. But he's, 
making up his mind. And like I said, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Worked with Fox since the end of 2000. He's been here for a lot of years. Wow. He began calling Thursday night games, and um, ever since then he's been calling special games on Sunday, you know, big-time Fox games. So mm-hmm. he's no slouch. His boy Joe Buck says uh, whatever he does, whatever he decides to do, he has support. He loves working with Troy Eggman, but uh, if Troy decides to do something different with his career, he's all for it. So I guess this should be the last time we uh, see him, and that we will see him on um on Amazon, On right? Sunday night. No, as far as his last time this year. Well, yeah. I was just wondering. He's talking about going to Amazon Prime. Well, they, maybe they got something new going on. They must. Anyway, but uh, Troy Aikman will be doing the, the uh, game Sunday night against the Rams and the 49ers, the NFC Championship game. That'll be probably his last game. Broadcasting for Fox. Okay. See you, Troy. All right. All right. Hate to be you. Okay. <laughs> he had a good run. Telling you had a good run, though. Yeah. 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 Oh, well. Um, United Airlines. They're launching a pilot academy to address the staffing shortages. Airlines cannot fly anywhere without pilots, and some are struggling to find enough of them. So next year, uh, they expect to have a shortage of more than 12,000 pilots. That's a lot. So uh, United United Airlines has launched a program to train the next generation of pilots, including uh, promoting other workers to fill those uh, vacancies. Uh, Ricky Foster is at the helm learning the ropes um, with her flight instructor. She is a mother of two and a former flight attendant. Um, She told CBS News um, that she was inspired to upgrade her wings. All right, now. Foster is uh, one of 59 students in the um, inaugural classes of uh, United Airlines. All right. United Airlines CEO Scott Kirby says this this is their effort to combat the persistent staffing shortage. Uh, which has forced uh, route reductions. We've gotten over 100 regional aircraft uh, that effectively aren't flying because they are not enough pilots to fly. And uh, goes on to say, the FAA regulation pilots have to retire at age 65, and by one estimate, almost half of them um, within 15 years. And then coupled with the, you know, COVID pa- uh, pandemic and everything, it's it's been kind of rough, I guess. So, um, yeah. So they said that their biggest source of the airlines was the military, but the problem today is there are not um, that many pilots in the military. There are a lot of drone pilots, but doesn't really help in terms of being able to bring people in. Mm, right. So... Hey, kudos to you, uh, United uh, Airlines. That's a pretty good idea. So, yeah, they, need they some better bodies do something. From somewhere. Yeah, they need some bodies from somewhere because I think they're overworking these pilots, and, you know, once you start overworking people, you know, accidents happen. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's true. It's a pretty good idea, yeah. So, kudos to them. But you, you mm-hmm. mentioned uh, COVID, too, though, right, as part of the <laughs> issue? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yep. So. Okay. 
Um, all right. Uh, back to you, Papa D. What's your next hit and quit? Well, let's see here. You know, we got some crazy ones tonight. Hmm. Hmm. Since a black man was misidentified, arrested, and held for six days in a place of a... Of a white felon twice his age. That's crazy. Yeah, so he was misidentified. Mm. Mm-hmm. A black man spent six days in jail in Nevada because police misidentified him as a convicted white felon who was more than twice his age, according to the federal lawsuit filed against the police department of Henderson and uh, Las Vegas. Uh, Shane Lee Brown is now asking for at least $500,000 in damage. Now, Brown's only 25 years old. He had uh, finished work on um, January 8, 2020, and was driving in Henderson, Nevada, 14 miles outside of Las Vegas, when Henderson police officer pulled him over. The lawsuit filed in U.S. District Court in Nevada details. It was a routine traffic stop for driving an unregistered vehicle. All right, the Henderson Police Department told CNN, in a statement Monday, Brown, who is black, did not have his driver's license, but instead gave police his name, social security number, and social security card. The lawsuit said he acknowledged to police he had a traffic violation-related warrant, and he had a court date scheduled for the following day. Okay. So why the fuck are you driving? Anyway. <laughs> But after <laughs> but after a records checked under Brown's name, a felony warrant for another man named Shane Brown appeared. And the lawsuit said through the two shared those the two shared the same name and last first name and last name. Police did not check for the middle name, the color of their eyes, skin, race, yada yada yada. And also Shane Neil Brown is forty nine years old, has an outstanding felony bench warrant for ownership and possession of a firearm and uh, and other other charges. So uh, despite the differences, Lee Brown was arrested and spent six days in jail at uh, two Las Vegas areas, Henderson Detention Center and Clark Detention Center, the lawsuit said. Neil Brown, meanwhile, was arrested two days after the traffic stop that, pulled Lee, that put Lee Brown in jail. So for four days, both men were in jail at the same time. Boy, they got a pew. This is That's crazy. The, up over there. That must have been the 311 tour and the midnight tour to arrest them. I don't know. Anyway, while in custody, Lee Brown repeatedly tried to explain to Henderson police officers that he was not the 49-year-old Shane Neal Brown who they wanted for a felony warrant. So once he was released, Lee Brown looked up Shane Neal Brown and found a booking photo that looked nothing like him. He said, I cannot believe it. I was in disbelief, shock, anger, upset, hurt. So he got loitered and filed a lawsuit for his uh, inconvenience and uh, discriminatory well, hey, situation. But this man was the man that they thought he was, was you said, 49 years old. 49 years old, and white, white, blue eyes. And this this guy was black. In 25 years old. Okay. So nobody bothered to check any of the details other than his first and last name. And they just said, 
I don't want to hear it. It is you. Shut up. street ignorance right here. He should have sued for more than 500000 Anything could have happened in jail for four days. You know, I would be traumatized for life after that. 500000 wouldn't begin to cover my therapy. But anyway, okay. <laughs> I wish him well. Yeah. Is, uh, is he going to sue? He's planning on suing, right? Yeah, 500000 Okay, I would have asked for more, but hey, you know they they gonna end up settling. Yeah, but you ask what for is more what it because you end up yeah. having to get less. So that's true. I would have yeah. definitely gone for more than five hundred thousand. For sure. Mm-hmm. All right, I got the next one here. Um, Florida officials use dating apps to arrest drug dealers. This is the first time I heard of this. Uh, oh dozens of people are accused of selling drugs on LGBTQ dating apps and concealing their sales with emojis and cold words. Detectives with the Polk County Sheriff's Office alleged that 52 people use three apps, um, such as Grinder, Scruff, and Timey, or Timey, to sell um, methamphetamines, cocaine, fentanyl, marijuana, and other drugs. Uh, among the emojis um, that were used were ice cream cones and birthday cakes. Uh, the word wow. kina was used for meth. Okay. Uh, marijuana was the most commonly sold drug, with investigators buying nearly a pound and a half through online sales. Um, meth at 280 grams was second. Um, Grinder, which describes itself as the Worst largest social networking app for the LGBTQ community saw more sales than the other two apps. Uh, users have previously accused um, the company of not doing enough to police illegal drug sales, I guess, on these particular sites. Um, it uh, goes on to say three years ago that the company prohibits the promotion of drug use uh, and user profiles and encourages users to report suspicious and threatening activities. So, wow. That's weird. It, it so is, they were using but, the emojis. The emojis were like the codes for the drugs? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep. So as I want to say, it was, it was clear during the conversations and ensuing uh, drug buys that the um, suspects primarily purposes for being on the dating app were to sell drugs, not to find a date. Okay. Interesting. Wow. They must have got a tip about it or something. Mm. Yeah, probably so. Man, yeah. people are creative. They come Very. up with some stuff. Yeah. Well, that's how they um, find people um, as far as these, you know, murders and stuff. People just broadcast stuff. They don't care. You know, it's crazy. Anyway, all right. I think sometimes people are just so stupid. They, like you said, they get on (laughs) social media apps, and they're so proud of whatever it is they did. They get out there and say, like, uh, I forgot what it, it was, some rapper one time that had stolen, I think it was money or jewelry or something, and then uh, he did a rap video, 
and had the stolen stuff in the video <laughs> and was rapping about how he stole this stuff or something. And I guess eventually the police saw it, and they came right to the studio and arrested him. <laughs> now, how stupid are you? Oh, boy. Yeah, that was a stupid one. That was crazy. All right. I'm like, you might as well do like Hansel and Gretel and just leave breadcrumbs when you do this stuff. Say now, follow the breadcrumbs and come and get me. Oh, anyway, yeah, follow follow the, follow the emojis. <laughs> yep, follow the emojis. Just come oh, and lock me up. Bring the handcuffs. Jesus, <laughs> help your people. No, okay, no. I got one last. I got one last one for you. Uh, Laquan mm-hmm. McDonald. I don't know if folks remember him. Um, Laquan, uh-huh. Laquan McDonald's family is now demanding federal charges against the former Chicago cop who murdered Laquan, uh, who was a 17-year-old black teenager in Chicago. Now, last mm-hmm. week it was announced that the ex-Chicago officer who was convicted of second-degree murder and 16 counts of aggravated assault for the 2014 shooting of McDonald is set to be released on February 3rd. Uh, the mm. cop, ex-cop's name was Van Dyke. Uh, Van Dyke was sentenced originally to seven years and nine months back in January of 2019, but he's going to end up serving less than half of that term. Mm-hmm. So um, if you look at the footage that was released showing the 2014 shooting of Laquan McDonald by Van Dyke, black people across the city protested in frustration not only uh, about the killing, but the way that the Chicago Police Department handled the case and how long it took for the details of the murder to be shared with the public. And even now, people are still angry about the way all of that was handled. So you can imagine that McDonald's family was upset when they found out that Van Dyke was about to get released the 3rd of February. That's just a few more days. And now they want the Department of Justice to file civil rights charges against Van Dyke. So in a news conference on yesterday, uh, McDonald's grandmother, Tracy Hunter, called the time served by former officer Jason Van Dyke nothing more than a slap on the wrist. She said, I want justice. I want the right justice. I'm not going to rest or be satisfied until this man does his rightful time. I mean, he killed that 17-year-old. And he didn't even do half of the time that he was, um, you know, given in in the court by the judge. Mm -hmm. So there's some uh, different protests are now being planned. My man Jesse Jackson has gotten involved. Jesse said he's planning a protest. I'm like, God bless Mm -hmm. you, Jesse. Get these Mm -hmm. folk together. So according to Fox 32 in Chicago, Chicago activist William Calloway is also calling on the Chicago Transit Authority bus drivers and train conductors to shut down city services across the city on January 31st to raise awareness about Van Dyke's release. Now, whether that happens, I don't know, but that's what this one activist is trying to, uh, you know, put, trying to get cooperation from the transit wow. folks. 
And like mm-hmm. I said, mm-hmm. Jesse Jackson, along with some other activists, are planning a rally in downtown Chicago uh, to protest Van Dyke's release. And that's a mess. Yeah, it is. Hazel's been doing, what, 20 years? No, it wasn't even that long. He should have gotten longer, but he was supposed to do, let me see. Not, what did I just say? Uh, convicted, let's see, second-degree murder, 16 counts of aggravated assault. He was supposed to do six years and nine months. Mm-hmm. Mm. So he only did two years? Pretty much. Mm-hmm. He went, uh, let's see, the sentencing was in January of 2019, and he's about to get out February 3rd. Wow. Yeah, only two years in, in a month. That's it. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Three, okay. That's about three years. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I see why they're less than half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not right. Right. All right. All right. That's the okay. hit it and quit it. Uh, we're down to the cocktail of the week, if you're ready. Sure. Stay ready. <laughs> Pardon me? I think after all, all, right. after all this news, we need a cocktail. So it's, it's time. Okay. Well, take it away, Kettle, with the cocktail of the week. All right. This is a good one here. This is called the Butterfinger cocktail all right we need chocolate syrup that's to garnish for later um, we need two ounces of butterscotch schnapps one ounce of Irish cream and three ounces of milk so we're going to uh, garnish the inside of a glass with the chocolate syrup and chill the glass we're going to shake the butterscotch schnapps ice uh, Irish cream and milk and a cocktail shaker with ice. You're going to strain the contents of the shaker into a prepared rock glass and serve. Simple as that. It's called the Butterfinger Cocktail. And uh, a good tidbit, if you didn't know, the Butterfinger Candy was created by Otto Sharing of the Curtis Candy Company out of Chicago. That was in 1923, so good tidbit. So that's the Butterfinger Cocktail. Mm. Sounds good. I hear Papa Diddy saying, hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I know you like Irish cream and the Butterscotch, hey, it just adds a twist to it. Sounds pretty good to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that does sound good. I think I All might right, try that. Well, the cocktail of the week. Okay, the cocktail of the week is brought to you by DC Homegrown Entertainment. Thank you for that, and thank you, Kettle. All right, uh, let's see. We're back to you, Papa Didi, with what's popping. What's popping? Are you ready for us? It's so much popping to tell you. Okay. Well, it's, it's time for Papa Didi and what's popping. What's popping, Papa? Well, you know, I think the main thing we got to do these days is, like, not pay these uh, these arrogant Republicans any mind because it's almost like, what is something called clickbait? Mm-hmm. That's all, that's all they're doing. I mean, they'll come out and say something they know that's crazy as hell 
just to get a reaction. And as long as they get a reaction, they know they got you. You know, as long as you respond to something and you just go off on what they're saying, they know they said something ignorant. They're not stupid. How are you going to be sitting in Congress and, and be stupid? You, you ain't stupid. You got a job as a, a senator and a congressperson. You're far from stupid. But when they come out and say something just completely crazy, they're looking to stay relative for one, and they're looking to get a reaction and to stay relative. That's the biggest thing behind it. And I think the one thing the black folks need to stop doing is stop being surprised. You know ignorance when you see it. So why, when somebody says something ignorant, why do you react so forceful? Oh, my God, I can't believe they said that. Well, why can't you believe they said that? You know they're ignorant. You know they're trying to keep their job. You know they're trying to stay relevant. You know they're trying to please a whole other group of people that ain't got nothing to do with you. So in order to, to stay relevant, they want to say something to you to piss you off and make their people happy. It's a game that goes around and around and around. Trump spends that dollar a thousand times. I don't know why people just ain't got hip to his game and learn to ignore him. But no, he just always gets a reaction out of people, and everybody just stops the press. Trump said this on a golf course. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Why do we give a fuck what Trump said? What is he, 78 years old? Please, who gives a shit about somebody 78 fucking years old? Really? No disrespect to the 78-year-olders out there, but their time has passed. They should be chilling, retiring, golfing. But if you're out there still making a mockery of yourself and you're two years from being 80, shit, you're crazy in a motherfucker. You ain't got but some more beats left in that heart. Some more pumps left in that damn lungs. You ain't got but so much shit left in your body at 78 years old. So if you go, do we care? This day's his number like all the rest of ours. We all going to die. We just don't know when or how. You know? So, stop giving us so much attention. That's all I got to say about that. Okay. And that's what's popping. You sound like you've had about enough. No. They don't even excite me. Ted Cruz, no, no. They don't excite me. Your boy, what's his name? McConnell. Old as dirt. Please, my phone is dirt. I give a shit about his old ass. <laughs> okay. Ooh, boy. Mm-mm. All right. Let's take a little CC. Let's refresh on our cocktails. All right. We'll do that, and then we'll come back on the other side of the break with the weird news on the Pajama All Party right. Show. Hey, this is Redwine, just doing a few promos for the Pajama Party Adult Online Radio Talk Show. You know how we do it. PJs only. No clothes allowed. And I was just trying to get this done. Hey, Redwine, are you talking about the Pajama Party? Where we talk about hot topics, movie reviews, living for the city, and what's popping with me about eating? I know you guys aren't doing this spot without me. Kevin with his young time. Did you tell everybody that um, we, they can reach us at apajamaparty.com or call us live, 914-803-4306. Check us out on Twitter, and don't forget to get to this. Okay, now's the time to 
Welcome back to the John Party One, your host, Papa Didi, and River Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. And it's time for the weird news. Lighten it up. Lighten it up. <laughs> uh, take my word. Mm-hmm. Lighten it up. All right, uh, Kettle, you got the first weird news tonight. I see. I gave me a doozy. And this is a crazy looking picture here. Uh, Puffer Fish was rushed to a dentist to have his teeth sawed in half. A goofy Puffer Fish was rushed to an, an animal dentist to have her teeth sawed in half after they grew so long she was unable to eat. Goldie, the uh, Puffer Fish, I'm, I'm sorry, Puffer Fish was losing weight and was at risk of starving because of her giant nauseous. Um, her worried owner uh, rushed the five-year-old fish to the vet who sedated her by filling her water bowl with a mild incentive. Uh, uh, and, and, you know what I'm talking about. Yes, anesthetic okay. solution. I'm sorry. Expert animals dentist um Sandhole Veterinary Center in uh, Snodland, Kent, then used a special saw to gently trim her one-inch teeth and half to allow her to eat. Wow. The, uh, he said they're usually um, kept short naturally as they're worn down on their regular diet of um, hard-shell foods. But while these foods are provided in her home environment, she is not as uh, forthcoming in eating them as um, her other tank mates. Hmm. Okay. Wow. It also goes on to say Goldie was brought into the practice in a large weight-type container um, containing water from her own tank. Um, was placed into the water until she achieved a light uh, plane of anesthesia. Wow. Debbie, the vet nurse, was able to hold Goldie in a damp towel to prevent her becoming too dry. Interesting. While also ensuring she was protected if she did trigger her defense mechanism to inflate her body and activate her spine. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I know blowfish is okay. That, that's the defense mechanism. Um, yeah, they puff up. Okay. <clears throat> right, right. Uh, she responded well. Within five minutes, she was able to stay up and uh, stay up right in the water. And within ten minutes, she was back to um, happily swimming around. So she's like, okay, she didn't miss a beat. <laughs> okay. Ah. Well, well, kudos to that veterinarian. I'm telling you, who would ever think had to keep swimming? Who knew? <laughs> yeah, I never heard of anything like this. You that, and I, I have Definitely a weird one, but okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of weird, I got one about a a man that balances eighty five spoons on his body all at the same time, 
for the Guinness Book of World Records. Uh, this is an Iranian man broke an unusual Guinness World Record by balancing the 85 spoons in various locations on his body. Um, I don't want to mess up his name. I'll just say his last name is Mak- Maktari. He's 50 years old. He broke the record in Karaj and said that he had been balancing spoons since he was a child. I didn't even know people did things like this. He said he accidentally noticed this talent when he was a kid. Uh, This is what he told the Guinness uh, World Records people. And then he says, but after multiple years of practice and effort, I was able to strengthen my talent and develop it to where it is now. Maktari, who beat the record of 64 spoons set by Marcos Ruiz Ceballos of Spain, said his balancing skills are not just limited to flatware. He says anything, I mean it, any object, anything that has a surface, I can stick to my body, such as plastic, glass, fruit, stone, wood, and even a fully grown human. What? (laughs) Uh, The record breaker said the secret to his ability is focus. He said, I focus on whatever I'm trying to stick to my body, making me capable of transferring my energy and power to them. What in the world? I thought maybe the man was just sticky or sweaty or something. Now he's talking about transferring his energy and power. Okay. Okay, mister. Well, whatever he did, Guinness fell for that shit. Yeah. (laughs) Mr. Moktari. And your 85 spoons. 85 spoons. All right. What's your weird news, Papa Didi? Uh, well, this one. guy here, he's a, he claims he's the world's biggest sperm donor. And he has 129 children. Oh, my dear. Okay. Now, he don't even hardly look like Jimmy Galapio or nothing like that. So, anyway, the man said that he's uh, the world's most... Prolific sperm donor, and he has claimed he has uh, fathered 129 children. But now medical experts have uh, warned against his actions. Mm. His name is Cleve Jones, okay? Typical poor white trash-looking joker. He's 66 years old. He's been donating his sperm from his van, from his van, from his van. And he's sitting in the back of a van where he does his handiwork, hand, operative word being hand. He does his handiwork from his van for nearly 10 years, and he has um, nine more children on the way, he said. He never charges for his service, saying he's happy to bring families and people into the world. All right? Hmm. He said, I'm probably the most prolific sperm donor, with uh, now being at... um, he has at, at the end of the day he'll have 138 babies. Good gracious! So, and he does all this for free. All for free. Said so I'm just I just treat my sperm. I'm a you know I'm a baby maker. I'm a not a fertile myrtle. What would you call a man? Uh, I don't know. Jack Spratt. Jack Spratt. <laughs> Make kids. So there you go. Never heard of any stuff like this. 
So if you meet a man in the bar, he says his name is Cleve Jones. You better get away from him because he's, <laughs> he's pearl as a motherfucker. And he's how old? 66? 66. And he's still donating wow. sperm? Huh, like a oh, Shetlandonian. Kicking out sperm like furniture polish. Ooh, yes, he is. Oh, gosh. Oh, wow. That was not the image I needed to have yeah, right know. now. <laughs> mm-hmm. And thank you for that. Okay. He has a T-shirt on that says, Baby Making Machine. Oh. <laughs> oh. You just made my drink taste bad. Yeah. Okay. Where are we? Uh, we're down to, I'm just saying. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right. You ready for it? Do I dare? Uh, yeah, I, I'm ready for it. I'm going to take a break or you going in? No, I'm good. I'm ready to just jump right on in. Let's do it. All right. You got the red wine, but I'm just saying. All righty. Thank you, Papa Didi. You know, this is one of those things that I hear it a lot, and I thought, I- I'm going to talk about this tonight. The word woke. Mm-hmm. I've got tired of hearing non-black folk misuse and abuse the word woke. I'm sure you probably heard them, these politicians Just attempting word. to use the word. Yeah, I'm only focusing Just on that word. Uh, these politicians attempting to use the word woke. But they really don't know what they're talking about. So tonight I'm just saying y'all need to give woke a rest. I've heard these uh, politicians, or the Republicans in particular, like, uh, what is his name, Missouri, Senator Josh Hawley from Missouri, refer to Democrats and people who oppose the so-called stolen Trump election. He calls them the woke mob. What, What do you mean by that? The woke mob? And then you have people jumping on companies who try to be more inclusive and those who supported things like Black Lives Matter. These companies have been accused by these same people as being too woke. And I'm using my air quotes, too woke for America. Translation, too woke for white folks. Uh, Trump recently said in an interview on Fox that Biden is destroying America with woke. Like woke is a thing. Look, Mike, you sound just as usual, ignorant as ever. But, you know, they're they're saying it like woke is a weapon of some sort. It's not. It's laughable how ignorant these people can be. And they continue to espouse their ignorance under the guise of patriotism. You're not patriotic. You're just stupid. I'm just saying, if you really don't understand what woke is, Give it a rest. Just stop saying it. Uh, woke and wokeness has now become the Republican battle cry. And as usual, the brain-dead sheep that follow these people jumped on board and are running wild with it. And as a result, they all sound crazy, unaware, ill-informed, and ridiculous altogether. Woke, which uh, has a long history in black culture, was propelled into the mainstream in 2014, and this is just a little historical perspective on woke. This was propelled into the mainstream around 2014 by activists protesting after Michael Brown, y'all remember Mike Brown, was shot 
and killed by police in Ferguson, Missouri. Stay Woke was a warning to be vigilant when Black Lives Matter protests were being met with unnecessary police force and brutality. So that's when people started more using that term of stay woke, meaning basically watch your back. You're going to be out at these rallies and things, you better watch your back. That's what the whole stay woke was about. (laughs) And uh, now to be woke is being redefined as something totally different. But all it meant was just to be cognizant of racial and social injustice. That's really all it is, if you really understood that. Now, the right-wing folks have tried to use the term to mean anything from phoniness, politically correctness, cancel culture stuff. They just throw that term out. Just to, you know, sprinkle it like uh, what those little candy sprinkles on cupcakes. Hmm. Everything is woke. Jimmy's. Everything is woke. Everything is wokeness. It's all about woke, woke, woke. Shut up. You sound stupid. You don't know what you're talking about. You need to stop using that term. I'm just saying. Uh, case in point, uh, one of the biggest anti-woke messengers Senator Mark Rubio, this nutcase is running around talking about woke culture is dis- uh, destroying the, the, he calls it the fabric of America, blah, 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 all that mess he's talking. I'm like, dude, it's, this is, nothing is destroying the fabric of America but the Americans that are destructive. People out here with guns, people out here killing folks. That's what's destroying the so-called fabric of America. It's not the wokeness that you all seem to be so scared of. What they're afraid of is that enough black people are going to really get woke and start smacking down the bull crap that these white politicians keep putting up. That's what they're really scared of. Maybe that's why they tried to take the word and take ownership of it. But it's not going to work because, like I said, y'all sound stupid. So anyway... I'm just saying, if you don't know what you're talking about and you don't know what woke is, you're not woke. If you knew what it was, you you would probably be woke. So I'm just trying to tell y'all, if you don't know what it is, stop using the word. Give it a rest. That's all I got. All right, that was a good one. (laughs) It's ridiculous. They talking about woke corporations. We gonna stop supporting these woke corporations? Really? What do you call a woke corporation? So now the whole corporation is so called woke because they supported Black Lives Matter or tried to hire more black people or gave money to an HBCU. Now the corporation is a woke corporation? Well, you know, don't think oh, that they don't have um, little black interns in their camp that's giving them lessons on black folks. Believe me, don't don't think they don't. Well, they clearly aren't getting the lesson. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm saying. Oh, boy. Well, you know, they're not getting it right, but there are black people that are such turncoats. It's not even funny. We are our own worst enemy. 
Don't even get mm-hmm. twisted. Believe me, ain't nothing pure about this fucking race of ours. I got news for you. We are so fucked up in so many ways. Not even funny. But anyway, I won't digress on that. Well, it's Let's, time uh, for Living for the City anyway. You know what, Living for the City? Let's talk about this here. Okay, what you got? Now, if you're talking about a Super Bowl party, let me tell you what's happened this weekend. Uh-oh. Just so you know. All right? We got two games coming up. One's at 3 o'clock on Sunday. The one's at six thirty on Sunday. The one at three o'clock. Who you with? Now I'm gonna tell you who it is, so you don't be saying I'm going to Super Bowl party. Don't know who the hell's even playing. Okay. Okay. NFC is playing the AFC to see who goes to the Super Bowl this weekend. All right. You got the Kansas City Chiefs playing against the Cincinnati Bengals. All right. For the AFC championship. Winner in that game goes to the Super Bowl. And on the NFC side, you got the Los Angeles Rams playing the San Francisco 49ers. Winner in that game goes to the Super Bowl. So you ain't got but four teams left. All right? Whoever wins on Sunday by 10, 11 o'clock Sunday night, we'll know who's going to be in the Super Bowl two weeks from Sunday, either Kansas City, Cincinnati, or the Rams and the 49ers, one and two. Anyway, just want to get that out there. So if somebody say it's a Super Bowl party, you know what the hell's happening. Anyway, um, I want to talk about this uh, baseball thing for one second. Peep this here. This is the last chance for Barry Bonds to get into the Hall of Fame. Now, they didn't vote him in claiming that there was suspicion of him being on steroids. But they put in Big Papa. Now, he was doing some steroids his goddamn self at one point, but he did a time where it wasn't that popular, so he was able to get away with it. But what kills me is that the voters are different sports writers around the world. And you got a lot of black sports writers. They interviewed a few of them on ESPN. And they're like, well, I'm not going to vote for Barry Bonds. And he's a black guy. Four or five black guys saying, you know, the popular black sports writers say, no, I'm not going to vote for Barry Bonds. Well, first of all, Mr. Black Sports Writer, are you forgetting when we couldn't even get into the Major League Baseball? Are you forgetting when we had to have our own Negro League and we couldn't even play the damn game? And now you're going to hold something against Barry Bonds, who is the number one home run hitter on the planet. Nobody's going to ever catch his record. Now the whole baseball thing is just Dominican Republic and Puerto Rican and everything else. Black folks don't even play baseball anymore, but here's a twist. White folks are taking all the scholarships from the black colleges. How about that? They ain't telling nobody. They ain't telling nobody. Howard University, you know, right? Mm-hmm. Ain't that their term? Yeah. Howard University has 80% white folks on their baseball team. 80%. Why? The white boys, the white parents, they trying to get their kid in to play baseball on a scholarship. Okay? Hmm. The white schools don't want to bring them in because they want the best motherfuckers. So they go to the black schools. Why is there availability on the black schools? Because there ain't no black baseball players. 
Ain't no black nothing no more. We ain't doing nothing anymore. We done fell off of everything when it comes to athletes, but other than basketball and football. Other than that, what else are we really doing? We don't do baseball. We don't do bowling. We don't do golf. We don't swim, you know. We don't really represent tennis like that. So where have all the black folks gone in the sports world? Other than basketball and football, where the hell are we? So all the spots that are open, all the scholarship spots open at all these black colleges are being filled. Even HBCUs are being filled by white people, white guys, softball scholarships, white women. So look around in your colleges. They ain't talking about it. They ain't out front. They ain't making spectacle. They going to get their little four years, play baseball, and hopefully go to a major league team. Where'd you go to college? We went to Howard University. Oh, really? Howard? Damn. Ain't that something? Hmm. So, it's deep. Just so you know. Putting it out there. Wow. Yeah, where all the white boys I go? I did not know that. To the black university. Thanks for the info, Papa. That was a good one. Didn't know. If it was a free scholarship... If it was a free scholarship out there that was open, where would you go? Go where it's I wouldn't care if it was Lily White. Mm-hmm. So. All right. That was a good one. All right. Wow, that was informative. I'm kind of shocked. <laughs> okay. I'm just sitting here stunned, like, what? No, black folks Don't are not. Don't be. I mean, Team is we just don't white. play baseball anymore. Yeah. All the days Free of Hank Aaron and Will Mays and all no that is out there. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Okay. Stay woke. Huh. Is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> Got me on that uh, one. Uh, yeah. All right. Take your child out on the grass and play catch. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. All right. Uh, Papa gave us a history lesson today. <laughs> yeah, well. yeah, he's schooling us. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, are we ready for the entertainment report? Sure. Why not? Let's keep rolling. <laughs> All right. Let's go. You ready? We're ready. ready. Fire it up.
somebody has to talk about it, he said. So uh, he created this new docuseries. We need to talk about Cosby. So, um, interesting. So, I mean, <laughs> it just blew me out the water when I saw this. I was like, okay, I, I might check it out and I might not. I mean, this might open your eyes to a lot of things people have answer, uh, questions about. And uh, these answers, uh, you know, yeah. So I say don't don't write Cosby off because I think he got some things up his sleeve. But this guy, he wants to do a docuseries on him, and he he just want to see what's going to happen. So <laughs> check that out. Um, Medea returns to Netflix. I haven't seen Medea in about six years. Tyler Perry prizes his beloved character Medea in the first uh, upcoming Netflix film, A Medea Homecoming. Yep, the movie is going to feature several several returning actors, um, you know, including the franchise, Pamela Mann, David Mann. He uses the same ones. They're coming back. Cassie Davis um, and so on, so... I have to say, he, he, he does recycle his actors. You know, you have some steady work with Tyler Perry, so uh, interesting. Yeah, that's true. So if you guys, uh, it's going to be interesting to see if he's going to be carrying his uh, his gun. <laughs> or he, did he give that a break? Uh, but we'll see. Netflix. Um, Queen Latifah, she's in the news. Um, her co-star, Chris Knox, from the Equalizer, he has been fired from that series, and also he was fired from Sex in the City. Um, a few women have come up saying that they were sexually harassed by Knox, and uh, so unfortunately, like I said, he, he got fired from Sex in the City and Equalizer. Um, they had a they they were a good pair on the Equalizer, Queen Latifah and 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 uh, but um, he kind of messed that up. So Queen Latifah, she's one of the executive producers on that show, and she's, she says right now we are figuring out what we want to do um, on the show and how we're going to deal with this character. So it should be interesting to um, to see what's going to happen. Because so. he was very instrumental in the role he was in in the Equalizer. So we'll see. Um why don't they just kill him oh. off? Yeah, easy said than done, but, I mean, you know, we'll see. We'll see what's going to happen. Um, maybe they'll bring in somebody else, you know, that was on there. Because they, they were in um, Vietnam or something together. So maybe somebody else from their squadron will come in and take his place, so to speak. That's my take on it, so we'll see. I'm an equalizer okay. fan, so uh, I can't wait. Um, also tonight premiered Janet Jackson's um, uh, docu-series uh, on Lifetime and A&E. Uh, four-hour event. It was two hours tonight and we two hours tomorrow. Um, celebrates the 40th anniversary of Janet's first album, uh, which came out in 1982. Wow. That's, wow. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, So this is Janet Jackson Unfiltered is an intimate, honest, and unfiltered look at her untold story. Um, They did this documentary um, three years 
um, from, you know, different things, footage and a lot of footage that people didn't see that uh, both of her husbands had taken footage. I saw a little bit of it, and it was pretty interesting how she transitioned from being a kid to an adult and how she wanted to get from underneath her father. And, you know, that's when the whole album control came about. uh, It was pretty interesting. She said the only way she was going to be able to get out of under his control was to get married. So that's why she got married the first time to, she was like 16 when she got married. Oh. Interesting. So uh, you guys have to check it out. Like I said, it's on Lifetime and A&E. Um, and also, Chris Brown, he's back in the news. What is the problem with him? Accused in lawsuit oh, of drugging boy. and raping a woman in Miami. This what? is on a boat. He is accused of drugging and raping a woman on a yacht in 2020. The suit um, that Brown met the woman, identified as Jane Doe, Miami, late December. And the lawsuit says the woman, a professional choreographer and music artist from L.A., was talking on FaceTime with a friend when Brown took the friend's phone and told her that he had heard about her music and urged her to head over to Diddy's home on Star Island as soon as possible. Okay. After arriving on Diddy's home, the woman boarded the yacht and Brown offered her a drink. While the suit says the yacht was on Diddy's estate, it is unclear who owned the vessel. Okay. So they're trying to get P. Diddy involved. I mean, this ticket sounds like all of Chris Brown. So if you're a nut, you're just a nut. And a womanizer. That's the time to get it. He needs some help. He really does. He tried to get some help after Rihanna, but I think he needs therapy like 24-7. So you may be a great artist and, and dancer and stuff, but, you know, your personal life, you need to get that together. So, But uh, that's my Hollywood wrap-up tonight. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. A lot mm-hmm. going on. Yep. Thing anybody they see they can have. Yeah. Drug them like. Hmm. They just don't understand like that no actually you. means no. Well, they drug them up and you know. <laughs> do what they want to do. But they act oh, like man. you know I'm who I am. You don't tell me no. <laughs> like do please. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh well. All, All right. right. Mm-hmm. Well. That takes us down to the Kiss It list, Papa Didi. Can you explain what the Kiss It list is, please? Ooh, kiss It list is everybody that showed their butt over the last week or so, or forever. And, uh, <laughs> Are we reaching back, or just this week? They put them on blast. <laughs> There's a ton of people out there to do on that Kiss list. I would say the whole Republican Senate, the whole Republican Congress. Okay. Openers. Well, that grabbed some of the ones I had. I had Mark Rubio. Oh, please. He's a mess anymore. Yeah, him and Mitch McConnell and um, mm-hmm. Kevin McCarthy. Right. They all, they all Trump, they all riding on, on Trump's wharf, on his, on his wave. Like, like they're on a surfboard to get elected by the idiots that Trump had already lined up that's going in and Pulling straight Republican. They ain't thinking about nothing. Just full straight Republican. 
Uh, also, that guy Jones from the Pittsburgh Fire Bureau chief. Oh God! Him, yeah. Put him on the kiss it list. The bridge was a complete surprise. Yeah. That bridge was raggedy as hell and rusted to the bone. Uh, Representative Jason Mariner, that's the guy in Florida who's refusing to concede, even though he only got 20% of the vote. He's trying to claim that something was done shady like said, they and do, he wants to redo this. Sometimes you got to put people on blast. You got to get on the microphone saying, you ain't got to concede, man. You ain't get but 20%. So you ain't got to do nothing but go back home to bed. Exactly. You ain't win nothing Take up your 20% with you. Take your 20%. <laughs> He didn't give a 20% of the vote, and he act like he's going to be cocky like Donald Trump. Tripping. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, the, the ex-cop in Chicago, Van Dyke, that killed Laquan McDonald, who's getting out of jail on the 3rd. I hope the family is able to bring that stuff. How did he get such a little time anyway? I don't, I don't know. You killed a child, a 17-year-old. And he only originally got, what was it, six years and something? Mm. Six years and nine months. And he only served less than half of that. Anyway, all of those Republicans that got subpoenaed regarding the January 6th situation, y'all are dirty and you know it and you're about to get caught. So you're on the kiss it list. Uh, 45 for still running around telling people that he actually won. They gonna be number forty seven. Oh yeah, I saw that one. Talking about yeah, I'd like to welcome now to the stage your forty fifth and forty seventh president. Like, oh please. Uh um, anybody else? How about Sarah Palin? Oh yeah, Sarah Palin. That's another mm-hmm. one. Sarah Palin. Yeah, yeah, she was doing something crazy this week. I heard her name come up. She, she had COVID. She was out at some restaurant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mhm. She probably be on his crazy ticket. Who the hell know? Might be his vice president. Shit. Who the hell know? Oh, oh and I got yep. one more. These people who mm-hmm. go to these board meetings and act a total fool. Total fool. You are on the kissed list. Mm-hmm. These people are tripping at these school board meetings. Uh, mm-hmm. That's all I have. Uh, you, you got anybody else? That's it for you, nope, Papa that's Didi? that's it. That's it? Mm-hmm. All right. Special award Friday night for everybody on this week's Kiss It List. Here it is. Kiss my entire My ass. You can just kiss my ass. Baby, you can just kiss my ass. Oh, you can kiss my country ass. I said if you got a problem, then he'll back. You can kiss my natural born redneck to the bone. Every other country 
All right, welcome back to the John Party. One of Papa Dita. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Woo. Well, we're down to the last word. Oh, let's see. What's your last word tonight, Papa Dita? My last word is just be careful out there, you know. Just be careful. You know, I just want to send out a rest in peace to a young brother that I worked with who was uh, killed in Baltimore. I won't say his name for his own privacy and his own peace. But he was killed up in Baltimore Tuesday afternoon. Mm. God bless the spirit. God bless his soul. Good brother taken away must do soon. Many blessings and prayers to his family. I'm sure they're hurting over that. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Oh, is it me? Yeah. Okay, my last word is, I'll repeat again, for those people who are new to the term woke, if you don't understand it, please don't use it. Just, just don't use it. If you don't understand it, you're probably not woke anyway, so just leave that alone. And that's mm. my last word. Oh, okay. Alone. All right. <laughs> I like that one. Mm-hmm. Well, my last word is, like Papa Didi said, stay safe. But we got to figure out what is going on in these kids' minds with these guns. I don't know if they think they're in the wild, wild west. Um, they trying to... Um, I don't know. Make a statement. Um, maybe we're not listening or something. Um, need to have some town hall meetings and meet with them. Something. But they need some help. So, um, you know, because the cops, they can't, they can't do it by themselves. They can't do it all alone. So they need some help. And I think as a community, we need to pull together and try to help them in, in any means necessary. So... So our community can continue to stay safe. So, yep, so that's my last word. Okay. And also, I would like to give a shout-out to the memory of one of our dearly departed, Mama Z. It's been a year now since we lost her, and I just want to acknowledge the memory of her. Love you, Mama Z. Yep, Mama Z. Mm-hmm. All right. I can't believe it's been a year already. Mm-hmm. Yep, time flies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I know it's been, been another year. Yeah. yeah, I mean another year. Yeah, this is the third. Yeah, this is the third year. Yeah. Another year, that's what I'm trying to say. It's been another year. And time just goes by. It does. She's been truly missed. Think about her every day. Yeah. And to all of our loved ones that we've lost, you know, we we never forget. So let's always Mm -hmm. remember those that we've lost along the way and be grateful for those of us that are still here. For sure. Yep. Okay. All right. 
That's it. Okay. I'm done. Yep. Okay. Thanks for listening. Yeah, good night, everybody. Be safe. Safe. All right. Say good night, cattle. Good night. Stay woke, like Red Wine said. And be safe. This is Red Wine saying, uh, y'all be cool out there. Be safe and be careful. It's a lot going on, so watch your back. And I will say, stay woke. Mm-hmm. All right. Pajama Party Crew signing off till next <laughs> week. It'll be February by then, right? Yep. We'll see you in February. Mm-hmm. Peace. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Yabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night, and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Oh,